everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. I'm your host, Sean Dunham, and at the time of recording, we're celebrating the recent Chinese New Year. So, we decided to devote our show this to, wait, to devote our show to the year that it is, which is Year of the Rabbit. So we'll be doing movies about rabbits. So follow along with that. There we go. <laughs> you, might, you might not have figured out how we got there, but we did, okay? Thread the needle, Sean. But I cannot do it alone, of course. Um, I'm also joined with the man with the largest animated jugs on screen, Jeremy Legui. Thank you. And Thank the you. 6'3 <laughs> Invisible Bunny herself, Sonia Stanger. This, Hi, that guys. feels swapped. That feels a little swapped. Well, I didn't yeah, want to maybe. put you in a box. Thank you. I yeah. feel you know like what? you Actually, I appreciate that. I know you expected yeah. yourself to be the nipped waist big jugs bunny, but <laughs> we can't always get what we want. I mean, I could never walk in Jessica Rabbit's heels, so it's for the best. But she doesn't wear heels. She's a rabbit. She's but not she's, a rabbit. But she's, she's famously not. human. Famously, I about? just cle- cleared this up oh. this very week. <laughs> I was thinking of, I was thinking of Lola. I was, I was mixing up my bunnies. No, no. Mix up your bunnies. This is why Different sexy show. bunny, Jer. Jessica yeah. is rabbit by marriage only. Yeah. Of, of course, of course. Um, okay. Did you guys know that I was born in the year of the rabbit? <gasps> How fortuitous. No. Fortuitous. 36 years ago today. And actually, friends Ooh. of the show and past guests of the show just had a little BB today who is also now year of the rabbit. Aww. Oh. Um, I, I was like their names. Their names, Annalise and Devin. I think oh, we're yeah. on the show many years ago, but oh, and a new a new baby of the show. And Welcome, people born on this year of the rabbit. They have soft and tender personality traits, mm-hmm. um, a modest attitude, and avoid quarrels as much as possible. Okay, but it that's really, literally true for you, Sean. It literally me. Um, also, you guys don't know, or you might not know, but Jeremy, you're a snake. Sonia, I, did, I did know. You are a sheep. I'm a um, ram, and, thank you. Well, or, or goat. They were really like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's all the same. I'm horny, whatever I am. Um, whatever you are. But rabbits go well with sheep, but uh, we're supposed to really avoid snake. Ooh, Do not dear. associate with snake. Is this is this where you guys cut me off the show live on air? Yeah, I didn't want this <laughs> to go down on air, but I guess it has to. And What's we're going on? Replacing you with a newborn baby. <laughs> is that our Oddly first enough, guest baby of the show uh probably no you're right it's the first guest baby so. well we don't know what first guest of the show matthew is doing he could be out I, here I, having I, babies all over the place yeah we'll, could. we'll check could. in we'll check in and report back. <laughs> we'll follow up we'll follow up um okay you guys let's get into rabbits <laughs> rabbits on <laughs> let's thing. do it let's go okay why why are rabbits such great film icons why are they in a lot let me know jeremy i i think i'm i'm gonna generalize i don't want to say this but i'm going to i think everyone likes rabbits Mm. like i don't think you know like like i think everyone hates rats like i think that's a Mm -hmm. thing we all agree on what are you talking about i think they're so cute like, like if a, a an actual rat crawled into your house right now, I would be scared. You would get some peanut butter. For what that if it guy? crawled under your hat and pulled your hair like a little shit? <laughs> mm-hmm. Then I would That's make like friends the, with him. Is that the only mm-hmm. rat? Is that the only rat that is a favorable 
is ratatouille. Well, a lot of people have pet rats and really like speak their virtues and how I mean and videos of pet rats I do find very cute. So I feel like it's kind of context mm-hmm. dependent. Okay. True, okay. but but I I do feel like just in the general sort of societal norm Dichotomy we have. <laughs> well, but not not only that, but like people think dogs are cute and people think wolves are scary cool dogs and people think rats are gross and people think bunnies are cute you know like i think that's kind of where we landed mm-hmm. i don't know we again should, i said i didn't want to generalize we should make a, a matrix <laughs> chart, a flow chart mm-hmm. but uh i don't know do you guys disagree do you think like are there people who are like oh rabbits are gross like is that a mm. no wow I was doing some reading online, and Mm -hmm. they are kind of uniquely uniform in their symbolism across cultures. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times animals will have vastly different symbolism based on the culture. But rabbits, it's kind of consistent. So, like, often it's luck, often it's fertility, you know, sometimes, like, innocence, or, like, they're often kind of like a trickster figure. But then there are Mm -hmm. a couple instances where they were, like, seen as unlucky, um, so I guess in some, some corners of the world, maybe they don't find rabbits as cute. They think they're kind of bad luck, a, but most places it seems pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. And they, I, I, like animated wise, it feels like if you're doing an animated anthropomorphic society, you're, you're putting in a rabbit. You have to, mm-hmm. not yeah. like it just is one of the crew. Maybe yeah. they're, they're just very... They're they're easy to give human human faces to somehow. Yeah, and they're certainly everywhere. I'm also trying to like find the map that I believe is like the one that's in my head, but I feel like rabbits are everywhere. Mm. Like like, like across. Yeah, like I don't know what the South American situation is, but uh, like I like I can like I'm just sort of like thinking about other places and like there's probably some kind of rabbit there. Like equator uh, rabbits. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Um, Do you think they'd be hairless? Ooh, I'm looking for a a a rabbit density map. Um, (laughs) Oh, the arbitrary. I think they may. I think they've probably. I think it's probably an invasive, 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 invasive species (laughs) situation. I just quickly Mm -hmm. googled and it says they were originally from Europe and Africa, but are now found all over the world. And because you know, notoriously, quick reproducing little buggers. They do love to. So I'm sure they once they move in, you can't get rid of them. But yeah, yeah I, and I do think like that they are very ripe for like symbolism, you know, like they're basically, they're like a prey animal that doesn't really have any defenses other than being kind of quick and like kind of tricky mm-hmm. is like what's often associated with them. And so I think there's a lot that you can kind of like write onto them or like read into them or a lot of ways you can use them in terms of like storytelling. They mm-hmm. are. They do give a lot of innocence, but there's a few films that we might discover where rabbits are also used in a bit of a horrifying. They can become a little monstrous. Mm-hmm. That and, is true. And what up with that? Uh, maybe kidding. it's the su- quite you know. That. Yeah, maybe it's the subversion. I don't know. Maybe um, it's a yeah, subversion think, of I innocence. So. You're right. It's like yeah. when it's like when but, little kids are scary. Yes. Oh, you're so right. Yes. Rabbits are like da- the Damien mm-hmm. from like the Omen. Uh, and I will talk about some experiences I've had <gasps> being a man in Harbor Landing. I don't know if you guys know about this, 
But Sorry, if I go this for have a anything to do with rabbits or is it just, uh, <laughs> just quite a bit, quite a bit, Sean, quite a bit. If I walked five minutes from my house right now in the cold night, I can stand at a field and turn on a flashlight and see between 50 and 200 rabbits. Yeah. This is not an exaggeration. They're just out there hanging out. Do you have a fear that they would set upon you and just sort of kind, peel kind the of. flesh from your bones? Well, they have if very 200 strong rabbits legs. attached to you? They, yes, but Child of the Show has run, am- run amongst them. Like, has, like, run into the herd, Dude. and they've all, like, ran around. I've got a video I can show raising, you later. Raising her as their own. Kind of. <laughs> but uh, it is weird how, like, comfortable the whole situation is. And I feel like, like, I don't know that this is the case. I could be wrong. But I feel like the deal that we have with the rabbits right now mm. is that they can live in amongst us and it'll be okay and we'll tolerate their business. And that if inflation hits 11%, we're going to eat them. Like, I think <laughs> that's the, mm. I think that's the, the relationship. You have the, the city documents. Uh, the the people of Harbor Landing have with the, the inhabitants of the area. But um, Well, I hope these trade it, dealings never go awry because could, <laughs> I think that the rabbits could take us. Well, we have a deal. We have a deal. In a like slight alteration of the words of Watership Down, uh, we have to catch them first. Mm. Uh, that's, that's true. We might kill them, but we have to catch them first. And I personally, like jackrabbits, for anyone, I mean, anyone listening to this not in Saskatchewan, I don't know if anyone is, <laughs> is um, but we have jackrabbits here, which are like, not just your little Peter Rabbit bunnies. They're like big honking dudes with extremely strong legs who can run so so fast. So if I had mm-hmm. to catch one to eat, I'd be, I'd be hooped. No, I think you'd be okay. The ones that live within the the boundary are are pretty plump. They're still fast. They're plump, I'm not saying but they're that they're fast. not fast. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, a child. This show has gotten close. <laughs> She's gotten close. She she has. She yeah. ran, she and kept a, pace with them, did she? And a part of it is the trust we've built. Well, right? yeah, like that's they, the thing they, they know. know. Like, they, I've seen them, yeah. like, taunt dogs. Like, they know they can get away. <laughs> that's a different kind of rabbit. That's not a city rabbit. <laughs> no, you know? so, so that's the, the towny rabbits. The town. <laughs> they got all hopped up on these, snares these, and drove you into guys, town. The, these are suburban rabbits, mm. okay? They commute like you know they're just they're doing their shopping nine to five. at marshalls they're they're just doing <laughs> yeah. the normal things but they, living for the weekend yeah. these rabbits uh just looking juicy and delicious for when i don't have money for a chicken um oh. but we'll see what goes down <laughs> um you know that i actually uh ate a rabbit i hunted <gasps> and ate a rabbit it was oh was it good cool it was good it was i was in shell shock the entire time of course but I was like up north and my friend trapped it and we just ate it for supper and he degloved it in a uh, surprisingly easy and horrifying way and and we just <laughs> ate it over a fire. Wow. You know, things that I get like up you to. Do. Yeah, that's true. You know me. Such a well-rounded <laughs> little rabbit you are. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into some movies we watched this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. What, what rabbits crossed your path this week? on film Sonia well I watched one I think I think maybe multiple of us watched this one that Mm. I think we've talked about on the show we have to have talked about on the show before it's iconic it's like a a big moment in live action plus animation cinema history Mm -hmm. um 
and I, you know, I had like heard lots about it, but didn't really know actually what it was about or anything. And that is, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. A, a sneaky mm-hmm. Disney production that they put out under Touchstone Pictures, their defunct grown-up movie <laughs> avenue. I, honestly, the idea of um, negotiating between the, the different <laughs> uh, arms uh, of animation like to build this, it's crazy. Oh, it's wild. It's bananas. It's absolutely wild. And then it it's under Disney Plus now, but like has it always or like who know, how how did it get there? Yeah, it's it's baffling to me that Disney made this movie with some of the stuff that's in it. So basically, like it's basically a film noir. Yeah. About um det- the detective Eddie Valiant played played incredibly, I might say, by Bob Hoskins. Yes. Yeah. Puts yeah, in yeah. the performance of a lifetime in this movie, I would argue. He plays um, it so straight, and it really helps that everyone else is wackadoo wacko. Yes, mm-hmm. who lives in this version of Hollywood where cartoons walk among us, tunes, um, and are like kind of exploited by the Hollywood machine because you know, you, like you can't kill them, and it's I don't know, it's very funny. Uh, and Roger Rabbit is sort of like I thought he was an analog for Bugs Bunny, but then Bugs Bunny is later on makes an appearance Mm -hmm. so i feel like he is honestly an analog for bugs bunny because they have him like do some stuff that bugs bunny wouldn't be you know allowed to do for brand reasons and like has a very hot wife um (laughs) but anyway he he gets framed (laughs) for a murder and and detective eddie valiant who hates tunes because one killed his brother his his former detective partner um basically gets roped into trying to solve this mystery of who framed Roger Rabbit. And many hijinks ensue. Um, it's pretty filthy at times. <laughs> pretty gritty. Mm-hmm. I w- yeah. I, I would say it's like, uh, I, it's, it's not, it's not very child friendly. Like, no. it's, like it's an adult movie and it curbs <laughs> sort of like teases with things that are like cartoony. But everything is very adult themed, including like, I was going to watch it with the child and then I remembered about the dip. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah, can, 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 can we watch uh, a cartoon be murdered? <laughs> like, like, is that a thing? The like, they're very comfortable showing. The dip is a formative, horrifying moment of my young life. Yeah, when that I'm shoe sure that's gets true the dip, for so many people. Yeah, a little cartoon shoe. That little cartoon shoe, and the shoe is like acting like a like a little puppy kind of. It's like, murr, murr, murr. and then uh, Christopher Christopher Lloyd puts him in the dip, and it's the only way to effectively kill a tune. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like when I watched that scene, I it was projected through time and space. <laughs> I was immediately. <laughs> five years old at my friend Cody's house and like screaming learning what torture is is. yeah is this the first time you both seen it no I've seen it before like as I said a long time ago but I do have a lot of um like I had some some reservations about watching it because I was like I was really affected by that Mm. um and also Christopher Lloyd plays Judge Doom Mm-hmm. And yes. he is very, very scary. Yeah. When he mm-hmm. turns into, spoiler alert, you find out that he is not a human as he is purported to be. He's actually a toon. 
the very mm. same tune that killed Eddie Valiant's uh, brother. And when he goes full tune, it's very horrifying. It's got it, a high voice and creepy red eyes. Well, yeah, he basically uh, he gets it, run over by a steamroller. And so you're like, that's gross and scary. And then he pops up and he's got a scary red tune eyes and it gets even scarier. It, it goes full uh, terrifying horror movie. And I still, I remember watching this for the first time and I was just furious that I didn't get to see what he looked like. Like, I was absolutely, I, I was mad. I was, like, walking around my house mad because I didn't get, we didn't get to see. And then, uh, as I grew up and became more of a nerd, uh, I learned that this whole, uh, this whole thing is, uh, like, the art direction for the drawn stuff is Richard Williams, who's a very famous cartoonist and is, like, pioneered a whole bunch of things. And the second you see a checkerboard, like, the floor of the of the house what's the show called that they're in right yeah i know what you mean like yeah um yeah but but you know that that's a richard williams thing anyway because they're animators they drew the villain so there were drawings of the villain and at some point they like trashed them for Mm. the story so they did exist and then someone put them in a waste basket and i'm still nothing's popped up all this time later there's a lot of cutscenes i was reading like there was there was a whole um, Marvin Acme is murdered, but there's a whole funeral scene with like all of the characters at his funeral, and I think that would have been great. I don't know why mm-hmm. they must have something. Obviously, t- pacing didn't work or something. Maybe I'm like would love to see that scene. Um, but like, is this not the most like when you think about it now? Like, what a crazy risk and what a extremely ambitious. <laughs> crossover event <laughs> like how, I don't even know how you would p- get this together yeah well and that's the thing is like not only was it is it just like this wackadoo concept but the amount of work that went into this like because mm-hmm. so all the animation is hand drawn so basically like something that we never see anymore um I watched a, a few videos on this so they basically shot all of the scenes twice once with like a little like puppet stand-in so that they could get the eye lines of the actors right and then once without and then the director would watch it back Zemeckis Robert Zemeckis would watch it back make sure that their eye lines were where they needed to be and that they would retake it if they weren't and then um and they had to like in terms of the the drawing so there's 82,000 over 82,000 frames of animation so you think of 82,000 hand-drawn frames and one of the things that really struck me is the the way that they use light with the animation so you know there's like one scene where um they're in this like back room of a speakeasy and like a lamp is like swinging on the ceiling and so the light you know in the room is like shifting and the way that the light on roger rabbit like on the animation of him is so perfect and consistent in the way that the light would actually be in the room it just is like i don't know technically marvelous like it's a marvel mm-hmm. yeah uh have i talked to you guys about richard williams before no. do you know do you know about the things that he he could do do you know about so. his deal what are the things he he, could he do? uh he's like he, well, he's just like an incredible animator but like to the level that people couldn't understand what he could do so do you know the shot from beauty and the beast where the camera like zooms in and they like go around the pair of them dancing yeah Mm -hmm. 
uh, Richard Williams drew it because he's the only person who could draw it. Like he could, he was the only person who could conceive and execute of it. And like uh, he's got a maybe we should do a show on him because uh, his sort of masterpiece is called The Thief and the Cobbler, and like it's crazy. Cool. Like it is absolutely nuts. And he did like uh, like the Pink Panther and everything. He like a pioneer in just like a whole bunch of different ways. And a lot of his work like shows up here and what he figured out. But it is just like a thing that's crazy because like Sonia you were talking about like all these technical pieces that had to line up to make it happen but also like all of the actors performing perfectly mm -hmm. you know like just all of these things coming together to kind of make it work and it seems impossible it yeah. really seems impossible uh, especially uh, there were I can't remember if it was this one or if it was Roger Rabbit 2 that they had in production but they were trying to up it to digital and so they had teams working on two versions of Roger Rabbit. One was digital and one was not. And then at some point they figured out which one they were going to go with. And I, I can't remember if it was for the first or if there was a second one. But um, they like obviously for the first one they went hand drawn. But it was literally because these guys could like figure out those real world relationships. Yeah. Like that was it. Like that's all that. And it's just because they did it for, you know, eons in a sweatshop. Yeah, which is the thing, that's like, like that's you know, it. like, they talk about, like, I, I watched a thing where they were talking about, like, the animators putting in, like, 20-hour days, and you're like, okay, well, that actually shouldn't have to be what yeah, it is. No. Like, <laughs> I get that deadlines are a thing, but, and they definitely weren't getting paid enough. Or, or um, like, that it's admirable, but it, um, mm -hmm. at the expense of a person's literal life. Yeah, and then for it to be this, like, just silly, silly arse movie... Um, the booby trap? Come the, on. The booby trap. Okay, the one booby other trap is really cool thing um, <laughs> that I forgot to mention in terms of like, the technical stuff, because there's like all the interaction between the cartoons and the real world, they had to have all these really cool like design elements that remind me of theater. So like, you know, the scene where he's mm. like pushing Ro uh, Roger like under the, under the sink water so the weasels don't know he's there. And then yeah. he like pops up and squirts out water. They like had to design like a little mechanism that would like shoot out the water for that, right? So it's really, mm -hmm. I saw this really funny clip or like there's a scene with all the like penguin waiters in the, in the club that they go to. They had all these little robots driving around with little trays that they then just like drew the penguins over. And I'm just like, they don't make movies like this anymore. And I no, really they wish don't. they did. I know CGI is of, amazing, but still. There's a lot of scenes like during that big bar fight scene too, like where things are just exploding on tables all around, like with that Roger is doing it. And it's like, how did the how did they time any of this out? It's just like, <laughs> bottles exploding, like it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and there is, for those who haven't seen it, a really great moment where uh, our hero, uh, what's his name in the Eddie Valiant, uh, doesn't want to go to Toontown where everything's animated and mm -hmm. it's all creepy because he doesn't like it there because that's where the incident occurred. Mm -hmm. And finally he kind of like, you know, mans up and drives through the tunnel to get to Toontown. And not unlike, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like it's like that moment. Yeah. But it's kind of huge. And, and there's like wonderful. a huge musical number that greets him when, yes. he, when he gets to the other side. And it's funny because be. it's like it, it it's so self-referential. Like it's Disney spoofing Disney. I could I just couldn't get my mind around it. I was like, how are they this self-aware? 
I think I think it is like a lot of it is the animators and like the writers who've like pumped this stuff out. Yeah. And yeah, it was probably I, all inside jokes that the animators already like had. Well, and I do I I do know at the time there was like kind of an SNL-ish thing about like fine we'll do this but then we get to do this other cool thing mm -hmm. and so they would like negotiate themselves into projects and then i can't remember uh have we talked about cool world i think so oh yeah it's ringing a bell yeah uh so it's it's a uh, it's kind of a similar it's it's like the same style with brad pitt yeah. and um kim uh, basinger like sean young or kim basinger or something yeah yeah Anyway, um, and it is like sort of like the next. When, what year was Roger, Roger Rabbit? 88. Okay, so this was four years later. And I think those guys like cashing in chips again to like do another weird, cool mm -hmm. movie. Uh, and it didn't do as good uh, because I think that at that point they were like, oh, you can never use all of the characters again. So they had to mm -hmm. make a whole, a whole new cartoon world. But you're right, Sonia, there is like a big part of it is that it is all of the stuff that we're so familiar with seeing and even i went on a tour in disneyland because they have a roger rabbit ride and they're like we're only allowed to use the ride the ride is the only thing you can't buy a rabbit in the store because mm. of all these legal things oh, that yeah. have like dripped down through it and it's cool how it just has like clung on and you know yeah uh, evaded it, them it was like it was really shocking in a world where it's really like it's like watching the lego movie we were like, mm. how are these um, IPs in the same world? It doesn't make any sense. But there's like a funny workaround that they do. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and and now it's just because Disney owns them all. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's the, and that's, then, we've gone full circle to the other side. And then it gets side. dark and sad. <laughs> um, would it interest you guys to know that Tim Curry originally was given the role of Judge Doom, but his performance was too scary that they... <laughs> Went to a different, took a different role. I, I am literally people were too affirmed in my worldview at that news. I can right? only <laughs> imagine how scary because like, I we cannot overstate that like, Christopher it's Lloyd was so scary. <laughs> I, he, That's true. Tim Curry must have been bringing like some Pennywise. Oh, I would like, love to see uh, that. Did you guys see Tim Curry as the devil? Did you ever have you ever seen that? What's that? <laughs> Uh, oh man, okay. That might be for, that might be for us for the break. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> is it called the be. devil? No, I think I've, it's Lord of. I've obviously Lord seen Douglas. Tim Curry as a oil Legend. monster in Fern Gully. Oh, yeah. Iconic. True. Devilish. True. Um, well, uh, any buttons to put on this? <laughs> on the Roger Rabbit that we've talked about the entire first half. I mean. Uh, you, but we could go the entire show. Uh, we should. You should watch it. I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. It's, it's on Disney best. Plus. You do need to watch it. You know what? That's a that's a great button. Leave our listeners with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back in the shake of a little rabbit's tail after these messages on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. And we are back. We'll be back talking rabbits in just a minute after we play a little game, lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. What? For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, The Game is where I spend approximately, I think like 45 seconds this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. Mm -hmm. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. 
You guys ready to play the game? I'm yeah. ready. This week's title is Rabbit Hole. That title again. Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. Hmm. Rabbit Hole. Okay. <clears throat> I believe that this movie is about a very crowded apartment complex uh, that is owned by like a really sneaky slumlord. And all of the people that live in it affectionately call it the rabbit hole because they're living mm. so closely and tightly packed. And um, eventually there's like a, there's like a breaking point, like where they are like, we can't be living like this anymore. It's unhealthy. It's unsafe. And so then the entire building rallies around to try and get their landlord to, uh, to fix the situations that they find themselves in. Wow, inspirational. Thank you. Inspiration. Thank you. Thank you you very much, Sean. That sounds great. Uh, And you know, it's cross-generational. There's an old lady. Of course, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. friendships, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sanj. Okay, so I think Rabbit Hole is, um, okay, a little girl is playing in the woods. And she sees a little bunny. And... The bunny runs away, and she decides to chase it and because she, she wants to play with it. And then all of a sudden, um, she follows the bunny down one of its little warrens, and then suddenly mm. she's tumbling down and down and down, down the rabbit hole. And mm. <laughs> I know, maybe you've heard it before. Sounds but, familiar. But she comes out the other side, and she's basically in this like city inhabited by all these different woodland creatures and basically uh it's a it's a morality tale about the dangers of industrialization (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. she learns through the lens of that you know forest city um how like moving into this like city environment has really broken down the animals lives and she's like wait a minute (laughs) this reminds me of something and then we all learn a lesson so Whoa. That's what you I know, have we ever have we ever had an animated rabbit named Warren? <gasps> TM TM TM. TM Sars. We know Because it to as ourselves. we as we have said in previous shows, I hate when the names of like a rabbit is named like Bunny McFluffer or whatever. It's like <laughs> like it'd be like a person Thumper. just named like Arms McHands. Like just <laughs> so <laughs> insane but warren i believe is a great name arms mccain's rose mcearlobes we're like hamburgers mchair you know what okay first of all like you're both wrong for the game so that's fine but uh sean it is kind of magical how pointing that out it does make it crazy Mm -hmm. it's crazy can you imagine living in that community you'd be like Sorry, th- there's entirely like a thousand people named carrots or whatever. It's true. Like, how am I ever going to find them? It's very true. Uh, you guys, Rabbit Hole is from 2010. Uh, it is an American film drama. Uh, it looks pretty bad. And <laughs> I picked it because from the poster, it looks like it's about alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then in reading the, it's about grief. It's about a couple wow. whose young son is killed in an accident. Uh, mm. 
and the 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 parallel parallel universe dimension thing comes up because to cope with what has happened the the young boy responsible for the accident like the teenager has written a comic book and that's what it's about oh. and, oh. i thought you were like, gonna say he decides to become their son i don't know why no. I thought that was where it's gonna go. <laughs> but uh yeah i was just kind of hoping for like some sci-fi out of this and it ain't here mm. at all the multiverse uh, was not here in 2010 yeah, so if you need to feel something and that something is sad, check out Rabbit Hole, <laughs> I think is the, is the lesson. Uh, it is, however, the feature film debut of Miles Teller. Oh. So if you're a Top Gun fan, Does he play followed up the, with some Rabbit Hole. Does he play the mom or the dad? <laughs> he plays, he plays the, the, the boy, yeah. the teenager who, who caused the... Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, thank you for playing the game. Thank I you guess. for bringing that... Direct to our ears. Just kidding. <laughs> Just I do I do what I do, y'all. I do what I do. Um. Okay. Let's get into what else did we watch, Jeremy? You, you say you say. Something. I'm gonna talk. Say. I'm gonna talk about two. I'm gonna talk about two things. Uh, one of which I really like. The other I got a lot of problems with. Hmm. Um. The first. Have you guys seen Burrow? Mm-mm. Burrow. Burrow. Have you seen this? Like B U R R O W. Yes. So it's a short film uh, that was made by Pixar Disney. Uh, it is not a 3D animated film. It's a mm. 2D drawn film. I think it won an Oscar a couple years ago. Um, it's six minutes. It's about a bunny who's trying to make a burrow, and it's really crowded under there, and he keeps like digging through into like a mole's home, and then he digs through into like another uh, creature's home. Over and he keeps overcrowding. Yeah, and he keeps digging, 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 and he or she, uh, and then, spoiler alert, he goes, he or she goes too deep and hits something and a bunch of water comes in, they all have to deal with it, and then eventually they kind of all come together as a little underground society. Uh, it's really fun, super cute, I don't think there's any, like, there's sounds, but no, nothing speaks. Uh, it's really, it's really great and fun, and everyone should check out Burrow from 2020 if you haven't. If you have six minutes... You're gonna have a good time. Who has that? I, it looks really cute. Yeah, that's fair. It's Who super has six good. Minutes? It's super good. And you know how did I talk about the beginning and end credits, all these three D animated jobbies? Have I talked to you guys about what happens here? No. So like at Pixar they'll pitch an idea for a cartoon and they'll make a little one and it'll be like some weird, crazy art style that the the person wants to do and they'll do it and then they'll pick the one that they like and then they'll make it into the 3d animated thing every time because that's what sells Mm -hmm. and usually it pops up like at the end credits or something Mm. uh and there's like a bunch of like really cool crazy stuff going on and i want to watch that for two hours and that's not what we're allowed and it annoys me uh but this seems like it's one that got through Mm. so good uh at the same vein i watch both of these i let child of the show pick my bunny movies for me uh so they all have sort of a theme but I would like to talk about 2016's Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> first and foremost, first and foremost, yeah. if you have a utopia, do you need a police force? Thank you. Right? You know what? Are you ki- You're so right. For real. Like right off, right off the literal hop. But Jeremy. The actual hop. It's not a utopia. It's a Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> also. Know, half the words there, Sean. We don't need a police force anyway. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, uh, Zootopia is the age-old tale of 
Judy Hopps, Sean, does that, does that affect your, say. your name? Exactly, thing? right? Okay. Jeremy oh, Zootopia. Wops. Zootopia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You just broke the whole thing, Sean. You broke this whole thing wide open. Um, anyway, it is a story of Judy Hopps, who is a bunny from the... Carrotsville, uh, Mississippi. The, yes, the, the rural analog of of. Zootopia, and she wants to go become a police officer, so she goes to moves to the big city and goes to the academy, and they put her on ticket duty, and she does whatever she can to be a good cop, and then she runs into Nick Wilde, better named, better named, who's a fox, that so is, I mean, like, it's not great, but better. That is better name, yeah. Uh, who's kind of like a grifter character, who's like, he's lying, but he's not breaking the law, maybe... He's a cat. He knows. He's a handsome yes. cat. Yes, you know, like like he's he's right on the fringe there. Anyway, uh, together they kind of start looking down and learning about these uh, animals who are going rabid, because apparently, I I they I watched the whole thing and it was explained to me, but they don't really talk about how like animals go feral in Zootopia. They sort of just wash over a few. You don't get the science behind not the qu- not quite of. But there is a, but there is a chemical that you can shoot at a predator animal that will make it um, be more animalistic and start hunting other citizens of the area, mm-hmm. which is which is unheard of. There's a plot. Uh, spoiler alert: It was Jenny Slade, the <gasps> mayor's assistant, the whole time. Right, the sheep. Um, yes, the sheep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it's good. There's some like coded uh, class and race issues packed in here. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, is just the way, the way it is. Uh, Shakira's involved as she's known to be, um, um as Gazelle, the pop star. I'm remembering yes. a lot of these. <laughs> the reality. key details for Sean, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, everyone in this is famous and there's just a ton, a ton, a ton of people. Octavia Spencer, Alan Tudyk. Is that how you say his mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got JK Simmons, Idris Elba, Jenny Slade, Shakira, uh, Jason Bateman and Jennifer Goodwin, just like me. Jennifer or Jennifer. I think it's Jennifer. I think it's Jennifer. Jennifer. Well, she needs Oops. she needs to she needs to come over to my side. Uh, anyway, Oops. there's a really great sloth joke that's housed in this bad boy yeah. as well with Kristen Bell voicing it, and um, that's that. If you need a joke for kids, just do the sloth joke. That like that just gets them every time. Anyway, my friend is- has a friend of the show Amanda Babby has identified a sloth. Uh, cashier, which I won't name where because you will, you will probably know exactly who the person is. But it's very true. I've seen her do the bit actually, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, anyway, um, Zootopia is good. I like it. It's fun. The mystery is pretty good. There's a few parts where it gets scary, mm-hmm. and they like have to flush themselves down a toilet to get out of a secret spooky lab. Um, and it's a, like, as far as whodunits go, they did a great job. And I think it's an entertaining movie. Um, Judy does use her rabbitness quite a bit. Like, well, like it's what she, makes her a good detective. Well, they, they well, thought it was a detriment, but. <laughs> and, and or parking attendant, uh, maybe. But, uh, it does get a little weird when they're sort of like, you know, like humans don't threaten to eat other humans that often. The world you know? is crazy. Like, <laughs> like, there's a scene where there's like uh, a small world made of like 
all this like where the snails live like all the snails have a smaller ecosystem within Mm -hmm. and she like almost knocks over their town and it's just is like so wait a minute there's a smaller society within this society that Mm -hmm. this society has to watch over it's like what are we doing yeah i don't understand has done incredible things to accommodate creatures of various sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's still some core issues that they maybe need to look at before they... <laughs> they're, before not they as, some they're not as utopic as they claim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good to... It's good to see a, a bunny sort of take a positive stance in one of these movies. I just wish it wasn't so American propaganda-y. Mm. But... Um, Police and Zootopia are all good, you guys. That's what the lesson here is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I watched a film this year. I mean, this year, this week. This year, yeah. From I it this year, from the year of 1950, <gasps> called Harvey. Yes! And I have never seen Harvey before. Um, and there is a 1996 remake with Steve Martin in it, and Swoozy Kurtz. I did not watch that one, but mm-hmm. I watched the James Stewart Josephine Hall one. And it basically is about a man who is mild-mannered, very friendly, um, except that he has an invisible 6'3 friend named Harvey who is a large rabbit that comes with him all the time, all the places. And people are really alarmed because he speaks to the rabbit all the time, but obviously you can't see him. And so then his sister and her daughter, his niece, that live with him and seemingly have a fine relationship with him decide to... Uh, get him to the asylum because he's, I guess, embarrassing them. And uh, obviously a bunch of madcaps ensue uh, where the aunt accidentally uh, is taken into the asylum. (laughs) It's actually horrifying when you think about it. (laughs) She could easily have just been locked away forever. Um, And even though she was very callously about to do that to her brother. And uh, anyway there are signs that people are like, I think I do see Harvey or like maybe Harvey's real. Um, And the only, the only time we do see Harvey is when someone has drawn a portrait of uh, Harvey and James Stewart. And so we see him in the painting, Mm -hmm. but otherwise, uh, and then at the end, basically everyone's like, you know what? Harvey is what makes you special. You're not, you might be crazy, but you're not like, dangerous and we love you so let's just live with harvey and then harvey um decides to go to another man and uh improve his life instead yeah so it's kind of a crazy movie it's It's bananas it's like it is like a play uh Mm -hmm. i think it's from a play but um in it seem it it gives the illusion that it's wrapped things up like but it really hasn't yeah <laughs> it, it's like oh okay everyone sort of now gets together i guess but it's like there's a lot still hanging in the air like a lot of tensions between you, you know your sister tried to send you to an insane asylum your your niece uh, is maybe evil and <laughs> everyone is now dating a staff from the the asylum yeah. It's it's really uh, you know there's a lot of loose ends un- left untied. It's a movie that really encourage you encourages you to just go with it, just let it go. It's extremely perplexing. You have to just yeah, you do have to just go Roll go with, with the flow. Yeah, yeah. But it is so funny. 
Yeah, it is okay. funny. It is. It's very, very capery. James Stewart is hilarious because mm-hmm. he just plays it as a very easy breezy, um, mild mannered, go with the flow man that just happens to have a very huge quirk that is alarming <laughs> to people. I've but, never seen this. But that's the humor in it is that he's completely unflapped by it and also everything else. Yes, exactly. Everyone else is extremely flapped, and he yeah. is unflapped. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it, it, it is good. It looks amazing. Uh, anything else? Okay. Sonia? Yeah, it's time. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So, in the 70s, a British man named Richard Adams wrote one of the, honestly, best books ever written. It's beautiful. It's this, like sweeping story of a group of rabbits on a great adventure Mm -hmm. um it's really sad and 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 heavy and like there's a lot in it i actually didn't read it till i was an adult i don't know if my parents were like her sensitive little heart can actually not handle this (laughs) as a child this will be like a shoe and dip all over again yeah uh but in 1978 uh they made a movie of this an adaptation of this sweet little book uh, called Watership Down, and it is possibly one of the most horrifying and traumatic children's movies to ever have been mm-hmm. made. Recorded to film, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just did a little perusal of Reddit today to see if anyone, to see what people had to say, and there were multiple accounts of people being like, this movie scarred me as a child. Um, because, so, okay, the, the story is uh, there's this young runt rabbit named Fiverr who basically has, like, the sight. Okay, actually, I should go back further. It's this little, it's this little, not anthropomorphic, I think maybe the term is, like, xenomorphic, um, rabbit society. But it's really cool because they kind of have their whole, their own whole, like, worldview and, like, spiritual background and, like, specific language. Like, there's all these words. It's kind of like a sci-fi book where they just like use the words and then you pick up from context what they mean um but so yeah it's this little rabbit society and this little rabbit named fiverr has these visions and he has this vision that something terrible is going to happen to their little warren where they live and so they all need to leave and no one will listen to him except his brother hazel and a few others and so they leave in the night and go on this adventure to basically find a new home at this you know magical beautiful place called watership down um so it's this beautifully animated film although there's a touch of the uncanny to it for sure and i think that's part of why it's horrified so many children um Mm -hmm. but it also a lot of really dark scary stuff happens so there's a lot of like rabbits trying to kill each other rabbits getting killed by dogs um and this is all rendered in extreme graphic detail in this film Mm-hmm. like blood coming out of a rabbit's mouth while it's caught in a snare like it's oh my god she's dark she's scary i watched it today and was like <laughs> i'm scared and i'm a 31 year old woman and it's daytime um i, I think i'm just gonna interject for one yeah. moment here Sanj. i think i would show my child heavy metal before i showed her water watership down <laughs> yeah like i don't think it's really for kids no. But what's really funny is apparently like the British film rating system, when mm-hmm. it came out, they rated it like a U, which is like for everyone. I don't know actually what it stands for. 
Um, and so it's the actually the film that they've received the most complaints about in the entire history of British film rating because they have a, a regulation where they can't change it unless the studio asks them to. And so oh. it's still rated for everyone. And so hundreds of, of complaints across the years. That is really funny. Yeah. But it's, it's, I would say it's a really, it's quite a good movie. Like it's a very faithful mm-hmm. adaptation. I feel like it really captures the spirit. Um, they made a, a new series, Netflix and BBC made a new series in 2018. That's like absolutely star studded. Um, James McAvoy, Olivia Coleman, Nicholas Holt, John Boyega, Peter Capaldi, Rosamund Pike, Daniel Kaluuya, like just to name a few, Gemma Chan, but it is not good. I watched the first episode. No. Um, the oh, yeah. animation is doo-doo, like it just looks awful. <laughs> and yeah, it's 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 a real letdown, so. I, I think you have to find the line with it in terms of like, because the new version of which I watched part of they're just rabbits right like they're just animated like rabbits and it's sort of the weird thing it's like the whole jungle book thing with the animals with the people faces on them you know like like it's all that like it just doesn't work and you do kind of have to find like a middle ground of it and i always think it's the same thing with redwall because that's why the books are so successful because your brain just makes it work and like Mm -hmm. you don't have to like work through how a mouse holds a sword you know like it's not a thing you actually have to conceive of (laughs) yeah whereas when it's rendered in front of you you're gonna have problems with it unless they've done some clever work yeah so but i think it's a tricky text to adapt in that sense because Mm -hmm. i think that's part of the beauty of the book is that they act like rabbits like they are very much rabbits they like it's actually pretty true to like rabbit behavior and stuff which is interesting and Mm -hmm. so like that's part, but you're right. That is part of what makes the '78 one kind of spooky. Is that they are pretty just like realistic looking rabbits, but they have a bit more of the face animation kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's anyway, weird. yeah. It's weird. Wild movie. <laughs> Wild movie, but read the book. Like it's such a such a beautiful book. Maybe I will read the book because I don't think I've watched the movie. No, <laughs> I think it would scar you. Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Anything. Uh, I'm going to talk about two things really quick. Uh, one is, of course, the rabbit scene from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah. uh, really watch it for a touching moment <laughs> of probably the cutest cinema rabbit that's ever been, <laughs> I think. Um, so check that out. Uh, and th- then, of course, uh, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which is mm-hmm. so fun. Uh, I oh, yeah. I watched it this week, and I don't I I can't find usually with Wallace and Gromit I can like find how they did stuff, and I don't know how they did the transition from clay to fur. Mm. Like I just can't find it, and it's kind of annoying me because I'm pretty sure it's just fur, but also fur moves in a weird way when it's um, well digital animated. fur technology as we know is <laughs> maybe difficult to <laughs> nail down. It's true. It's true. But. Um, uh, it's just super, super fun. Uh, and again, it's sort of like another mystery. Uh, I am endlessly envious of the be- the beagle that is Gromit. How uh, is Gromit so expressive when he doesn't even have a mouth? He literally just has eyes. He's just And a, you know everything a, that he's thinking all oh, the time. Yeah. You, know, you know, he's just a good dog. He's like, a genius. That's the, and like, he's the best dog. Yeah. Like, that's, the, that's his thing, you know. And he will do anything for Wallace. 
and Wallace just wants cheese. And that's <laughs> all that Wallace. this whole thing's about. It's so crazy. Uh, anyway, um, it's really fun. Please watch it. Uh, it's 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 great. And uh, and for Rafe Fines playing a very hilarious <laughs> like Hunter, yes. a very unRafe Fines role, uh, but I love there it. is there is a great moment uh, which the child of the show absolutely loved, where uh, somebody we find out who the were rabbit is, and somebody is turning into the were rabbit, and. Uh, their shirt is sort of being plucked off and they're getting hit, but like the hunter is getting hit in the face button by button. And is this really great moment. And I don't know if you guys remember, but like the last bit of clothes goes off and then the hunter's face gets covered with the underwear of the were rabbit. And then he slowly pulls them down and it's just a really amazing like moment. And it absolutely killed uh, in this house. Like she was, (laughs) so uh, (laughs) uh, check it out. Uh, it's worth it. I'm not going to spoil it. And all the people in the Wallace and Gromit universe have those like sausagey lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love the animation. And, and fingies, show. Yeah. yeah. And fingies. Um, I'm also going to quickly talk about, I didn't watch it this week, but I feel like people need to get some eyes on it. And it's from 1989 and it's called Meet the Feebles. Um, oh, and it's yeah. directed by, it's directed by Peter Jackson. Yes, that Peter Jackson. It was, uh, he, <laughs> And it's basically um, a Muppet movie. It's like all all puppets, but it's like the sleazy side of like showbiz. And it's kind of, it's just this perverse satirical take on like on the Muppet show, basically. And um, yeah, everyone involved is like um, a skis, a murderer, a blackmailer, a, a drug user or whatever. There's like, um, it's, they have sex, they're disgusting. Um, and then it ends in uh, a hippo going on a murderous shooting rampage in the studio. And it's very kukuluku and, like, as I said, gross. Like, Cabbage Pale <laughs> Kids, like, gross. But um, but it's uh, kind of awesome, and you should watch it if you have the stomach. Yeah, I meant to, you mentioned it, and I meant to watch it, but I didn't write it down, so I forgot. Mm-hmm. It can't be as bad as Watership Down. I I refuse to to believe that it's as bad. (laughs) It's like in a different way. Yeah. It's still a good film. It's just, I don't know how someone looked at that and were like, let's give him money to do (laughs) a beautiful epic after this. That was just Peter Jackson on the workup to Weta, right? It's like, well, can you do this kind of special effects? And they were like, yeah, we can. And then they did it. And then they kept doing that until they owned everything. Level up, PJ. Um, We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song, Manatuna, for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone at CJTR and all of you at home for letting us your ears. We are broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, or everywhere else podcasts are played. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So give us a follow there and have a good night. Bye. Bye. See you.